Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we have a couple things to talk about. Um, we're actually going to start by talking about Keyshawn Bartholomew, um, CU's former starting part point guard, announced actually a couple days ago that he was headed to Oregon. We've just been so backed up on this podcast that we haven't gotten to that part yet. Um, might as well add that Joe Davis, the running back who transferred away from Colorado, he wound up at Southern Utah, uh, one of my personal rivals, um, Big Sky rival. Uh, so happy for him finding a landing spot. That's where he is. Um, but yeah, starting things off talking about Keyshawn. Uh, then a couple notes from Carl after practice today. Not all that much we got to get to. Um, I do have a conversation with Alvin Williams. That was a, a good one. I didn't realize he's a he's a journalism major. I think he said journalism and sociology major. So he's a double major up there. Just a a ball of energy in terms of like most energy on the team. I think he's in the conversation. Jay Lee can be pretty energetic. Um, honestly. I'm struggling on offense to come up with anybody. I think Alvin Williams may be my, my top choice for energy. Um, he was also very excited to have a three-interview day, which is <laughs> which is fun. Um, but yeah, you'll get to hear from him later on. Uh, a couple notes from Carl, but for the most part, uh, this should be a pretty quick show. No podcast tomorrow, but we will have one on Thursday. No, tomorrow's Thursday. Damn it. Uh, Friday. On Friday, there will be a podcast. And uh, that'll be the last one before spring camp. So honestly, part of me thinks we should have done the, or, sorry, not before spring camp, before the spring game. And part of me thinks we should preview that spring game today so I give you guys more time to listen in. Um, but 
You just have to be prepared Saturday morning, fired up, and I'll, I'll have everything in your feed late Friday night so that you can get this last second little preview uh, before the scrimmage at 1. The scrimmage is at 1. They have the garage sale at 11. The field day is at 3. So it's it's going to be a jam-packed day, so definitely get ready for all of that on Saturday. It's supposed to be a nice day, I think, too. I'm going to double-check on that. The last I checked, it was supposed to be pretty solid. Um, 59 and cloudy. So scratch everything I just said. That's going to be the worst we've had in about a week. Uh, but still, Buffs football, Colorado 59 is a lot warmer than Montana 59. I'm not sure why. I think altitude, thin air. I don't know. Uh, but it's going to be a good day. We'll see you guys out there. Like I said, though, we got to talk about Keyshawn Bartholomew. So he winds up at Oregon and. Let's see. I don't. I, I didn't really think through the details of what I want to say, but I know what my thoughts are. Um, and the the tough part is this. You know, he was going to struggle to find minutes with this team next year, and I think that honestly, what he needed was just a fresh start. And I do I do think that there's a real chance that he can play at, at the power six level and still be successful. You know, in, in whatever role that may be. I think that a fresh start was absolutely needed, though. Because the truth is, you can't go out and play like he played this year and shoot the way he shot this year and defend the way he defended this year and 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 come back and just have a starting job. Because, you know, it, it burned them. You know, I, I don't know. I don't want to bash Keyshawn. Because Keyshawn tried his best and all those different things. And, again, I think he just needs a fresh start. But the truth is... If you're Colorado, if you're Tad Boyle, you can't say, "Hey, this season, one of the big reasons we didn't make it to the to to a uh, uh, the NCAA tournament." And again, like you're so close to the tournament that there were a lot of things that could have gone differently. But one of them is Keyshawn shoots better. And if you go into next season saying, "Hey, we're gonna run it back with Keyshawn. We're just gonna hope he shoots better." Well, if he doesn't shoot better and you have these same struggles and you let that kind of hold you back a little bit for a second straight season. You just can't do it, right? But, I mean, if you're Oregon, or he had, like, the offer from Ohio State, he, he had options, and it makes sense. Because if you're Oregon, you see Keyshawn as a guy who, look, he makes some tough shots. And there's reason to think that he could wind up being an efficient three-point shooter. And on top of that, not just being an efficient three-point shooter, but an efficient three-point shooter who's being efficient while taking those tough shots. There's a lot of upside for him as a scorer. Um, obviously, there's room for growth as a defender, too. You expect him to get better there as he moves along. Um, it it just makes a lot more sense for, for another school to take that risk on. Because you know what? If he goes to Oregon and things aren't working, he's on the bench. If he's on the bench at Colorado, you're just asking for drama. Because that was your one-time starting point guard who's now being a backup to guys who were behind him. And potentially he's not even getting minutes. Um, it's tough to say how everything would have shook out. I think if he was willing to play the two, I think that there would probably be minutes there for him. Um, but, again, if he doesn't want to play the two, and on top of that, like... You also have, you know, Neek is there. Who knows? Maybe you want to get Luke on the floor. And you don't know what's up with Jabari, but if Jabari comes back, then Tristan's still at the three, so you're not trying to play Neek at the three. And it's pretty easy to look how he could get kind of crowded out unless he takes a big step forward. And that's where this fresh start where you aren't walking in to be the starting point guard, that makes a lot of sense for him. 
And again, like if you're Colorado, it makes sense to move along. Open up that scholarship. You know, if, if you have an Ethan Wright out there, because that's kind of the one-to-one, to one to one, right, is that you wanted Keyshawn to be kind of that scoring threat to, from from the backcourt who, who could make some tough threes, has a quick trigger, kind of be, be your spacer out there. Ethan Wright can do those things. And does he have Keyshawn's upside? No. Keyshawn could be a guy who puts up 20 a game and, and does it making some pretty crazy shots and can spark some runs and get you back into any game. But the truth is... He struggled shooting the ball last year, and there's a very real chance that that's going to continue going forward. And so if you're Colorado and you have the opportunity to just bring in an Ethan Wright, somebody who you know can step in, do the job you need him to do, be a veteran on a young team, it makes a lot of sense. And if you're Oregon, then you say, you know what? He shot a little under 35% from three last year, but we have a decent roster, and we can... We can Ask him to ask him to come in and, and compete and see if he can wind up being being an important part of this basketball team. And if not, he's a spark off the bench who you can throw out there when things aren't going well. So again, it's not. I, I there was a lot of sky is falling type of takes that I've seen on Twitter. You know, oh no, they lost another player to a conference rival. It's just like football, or like there's some duck fans who are making fun of the buffs there were there it's it's a lot like the Arizona fans when um when Eli transferred you know I mentioned that they they were quote tweeting when I tweeted out that Tad said you know we don't we don't want guys who are coming in and out of the program we want guys who are going to be here for for their career and guys who are going to grow and develop and you look at Elijah Parquet as a guy who who did exactly that so I have that quote out there basically that quote and, and somebody from Arizona quote tweets it and just says lol when Eli transfers and it's like, no, this was, this was all according to plan. They were not, they didn't have the roster spot for Eli. Eli did his time. And guess what? He has this bonus year where he gets to go play somewhere else. Um, which is UNLV, which we also haven't talked about, but we'll get, we'll get to that in a second too. So again, with Keyshawn, if you're a CU fan, again, this was as much as you hate to say it, like he's a good guy. I, I like him. I've liked all the time that I spent with him. And I think that there's a real chance that there's some really good things ahead of him. Truth is, like he got crowded out, and it's the thing that we would we knew would happen with so many young guards back there. With such a young team, there's going to be attrition, and you know KJ Simpson, he was going to get more opportunities next year just because of what happened on the floor this year. Now, is he wind up still being a sixth man because it makes sense to keep him as your like electric punch off the bench type of guy? Potentially, is he going to be a starter? I mean, honestly, I'd be pretty surprised if he's not the starter. Um, but we'll we'll get to that conversation over. I mean, once spring ball's over, I guess we start digging into all this stuff. There's there's nothing timely we have to get to. Um, but you know, then you have Julian in there. You have more guards coming in down the pipeline. Like it was time for Keyshawn to try something new. It was a good opportunity on a lottery ticket for Oregon. Because Colorado, like I said, a lot of young players, they have those lottery tickets. And to be honest, KJ's a lottery ticket who just has a better chance of hitting. And at some point, it's it's a lot like quarterbacks, right? Where you look at college football, and it's like, oh, they have a quarterback? Well, guess what? You got to send over this next guy. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun when Colorado plays Oregon. That's for sure. That is for sure. Um, but I think if you were to ask Tab Boyle, do you want Ethan Wright or Keyshawn Bartholomew? Odds are he's going to say I want Ethan Ethan Wright. And 
to to be honest, I think that that's just probably a better fit for this team at this point. And again, I love Keyshawn, and I'm going to be cheering for him, and I hope he does well. But, you know, we saw what we saw, and that was that he struggled at times, and there were some turnovers, and the assist-to-turnover ratio isn't quite where you want it when you're looking at a guy who uh, who's, who wants to play point guard. So we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. And those games against Oregon, not that we needed more drama in that situation. Well, we got it. Um, what else do we have to get to? Um, like I said, Eli. So Eli uh, goes to UNLV. He... Uh, I. Th- Honestly, I thought that that he would wind up somewhere else. Uh, I, I thought that he would go somewhere. I, I thought he'd have a power six option, you know, and I bet if he wanted to go to Oregon State, I bet Oregon State would take him. There is probably a part of it that's, you know, he he might want a bigger role and, and you drop down a level from power six to group of f- f- big, big group, I guess, uh, mid-major. Um, is mid-major? Yeah, mid-major is the right terminology. Because then Montana's a low major. We're outside of basketball season. This is all mistimed. Um, but, yeah, Eli, again, you expect for him to have an expanded role. It'll always be fun. We'll all tune in when he's playing CSU. I feel like that's a, a good time to check in. Um, I'm excited for him. I actually haven't heard from him, um, but I'm curious what other options he had, what stood out about UNLV. Um, again, he's going to be a really good player for that basketball team. And, I don't think there's any reason to to have any doubts about that. Um, before we get into all the football notes, I should say Breckenridge Brewery is awesome. We love Breckenridge Brewery for a whole bunch of different reasons. The big one being that they just give us good drinks that everybody enjoys. Um, whether you're into beer, whether you're into seltzer, you can take your pick from Breckenridge Brewery and you will not be disappointed. Um, Strawberry Sky is always a classic. Good company, hard seltzers great stuff as well uh, but definitely check them out use that beer locator on the website it'll tell you exactly where to go to pick them up you basically wherever you are in the country you get a good option um but breckenridge brewery that's the uh that's the the place to to go for your beers also sexy pizza sexy pizza has been an important part of this community for 13 years they've got five locations now cap hill old south pearl jefferson park park hill a new one in trinidad colorado that just opened and they will all serve you great stuff. Um, gluten-free options, vegan options, but then you have all the classics. You want pepperoni pizza? Go get the pepperoni pizza from there. You want your complex pizzas, which honestly I'm kind of against? You can go do that as well. Um, again, Sexy Pizza, that is the place to go for all of your pizza needs if you're in the Denver area. Um, again, just check all those sides. Garlic knots, those are the go-tos, I think. Um, but yeah, Sexy Pizza, love them. All right, before we get to Alvin... I do uh I do want to touch on a couple of notes from Carl. Um I mean, first of all, he did say that uh he's been really impressed with Alvin. That was actually the first name who came out of his mouth. Um basically saying like he's a young guy but but he's playing so much better. Um basically like he's he's been here long enough and understands the system well enough that now his instincts kind of kick in. He's not out there thinking, he's just out there knowing what he's supposed to do and then going and doing it. But with the added plus of, well, look what's going on over there. Maybe I need to get over there. Um, but yeah, in general, he said that there was a lot of that sort of stuff. Like a lot of the young guys just growing, getting more reps. Um, and in general, like he had very, he had very good vibes today. Um, he was, uh, 
he was happy. You could tell he was very clearly happy with how the spring has gone. And he did say that they're they're not wearing full pads on Friday, which is the last practice before the spring game. So they're just going to do some situational stuff, keep everybody healthy, and then Saturday is kind of the big day. Um, he actually started out by talking about the pass rush, uh, which has been a trend throughout camp. He wants more of a pass rush this year. And he said that you know Alvin's really been one of those guys who stepped up in that pass rush. Um yeah, happy with the growth, all that sort of stuff. Talking about the kick returning and punt returning, I did say Nico is a very big factor there. It's not a surprise. Um, had the kick return for a touchdown last year, um, but he uh, he he brought up that he was an offensive player in high school. He has those sorts of instincts. Um, also said like Jason Oliver, the the freshman cornerback, he's been back there a little bit too. Um, on top of that. Uh, Maurice Bell was a kick returner when he was healthy but missed last season. So he, he's probably going to factor in there as well. Um, but Nico, again, just wanted to really talk about how good of an athlete he was and how good of a receiver he was at the time too. Just really dynamic. And uh, that, that the way that you can use that is in that return game because you can't really just throw him out there on offense. Um, again, you like to hear good things about Nico. Nico is going to be an important part of this team this year. Um, with the, uh, scrimmage. Oh, he did say he wants to, to get 60 to 65 plays in. Um, the ones and the twos will really go out there a lot, but the twos maybe, honestly, maybe not so much just because they're, you're short on linemen. Um, he's got to be careful about the number of reps that they're giving these guys. There's only nine linemen still. I think last we heard it was nine. You had, uh, a shortage of guards. So Tommy Brown and Casey Roddick were working with that second team. Um, but yeah, uh, does does feel like things are going well. He said that when you have those veterans out there, it does help those that second unit. Like, because you just always have somebody who's smart, somebody who knows what's going on. And so, while it can look like the second unit really is playing well, you have to be a little bit skeptical because sometimes they're just being told what to do by whoever's there from the first unit. But he did say that like the gap between the the first team and the second team is shrinking, um, which is what you want to hear. Um, Brought up Travis Gray, saying that he's learning the game. Um, he's he's been impressed with what he's done so far this season. Um, trial by fire, getting all these reps. Also brought up uh, the centers with Austin Johnson, Noah Fenske, two young centers. He says they've both made huge steps of improvement. Um, Austin's not the player we saw last fall, but it, it is those two. It seems like competing for the starting center job. Um, Carson Lee was factoring in a little bit before he decided to transfer. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, he did say want to have 15 linemen has nine right now. So not, not ideal. Um, can skip the stuff on JT, not all that much there. Oh, except that he should be be good to go in June. He should be fully cleared in June, which is uh, when the summer program starts, and so that's exciting for them. Um, and there you go. There's the notes from Carl, and this is the last time we're going to hear from him until after this spring game, which is... I, I just can't believe we've gotten to this point. I can't believe we've gotten to this point. Like, this spring flew by, and I feel like we learned a lot. You know, I mean, well, I, I'm going to, it's going to take some time to really digest everything, figure out what actually is happening. But I do think that we have, we've learned quite a bit about what this team is going to look like this year. And, and that's always really exciting. Um, yeah, it's, uh, 
but we'll get a nice big recap because when you're in it, there's still, I mean, who knows? Honestly, the spring game is probably worth half of the evaluation, right? I guess maybe a third. I think a third is fair because we get the one open scrimmage, we get the one spring game, and we get what we hear from the coaches every day. And if you take a third of each of those, which is way too much emphasis on either the two football aspects, like actually getting your eyes on them, but you don't really have a choice because <laughs> it'd be nice if we could see all 15 and then we could get a nice, well-rounded view of our own. But instead, we kind of overemphasize those, but I'm, we're going to accept that. Um, you know, that's that's the, the the way this is going to work. And, and that last final piece is so close to coming. And then it's weird. That's summer. You know, I'm on kind of that teacher schedule. We'll still be doing stuff here, but no more driving up to Boulder every day. Not gonna be so tied into what I write. I, it's a, it's weird. I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss this this stretch. But I'm really excited for the fall. Uh, Alvin Williams also very excited for this fall. Very excited about everything. You'd see that's an excited man right there. Um, I think you guys are gonna like what you hear. I I don't think I have any context context to add. Um, he he played in a couple games last year. He he he's been here. This will be his third season this he's going into his third season so the COVID year obviously not the, those young guys don't grow as much as you'd like in that situation um, but he was there in that COVID year got into a couple games late the Washington game the Utah game a little bit as well um, and, and he's excited to build off that I can also add you know it's a big dude it's a really big dude he's one that you like you walk by him and you're like yep that's a that's a big dude and there's there's something to that. He's got big aspirations. He's excited about where he is. And uh, here's here's what Alvin Williams had to say. How's, how's practice going? Almost pra- done now. Practice's been great. I kind of don't want it to end. It's kind of like a movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the first year I feel like a real pro that's coming here with Coach Wilson and just been grinding the technique out of us. And it's really been helping. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you're kind of you're in line to see the field a little bit more. Like what you got in was it the Washington game? You played quite a Washington, bit. Washington, Utah. That's a little bit Utah, too. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but now being at the point where like you, if things go well, you'll get to see the field. Just how does that change how you approach practice? Um, just talk to myself different. I uh, go into it with a, with a different mindset. I know I got guys like Guy and Jamar and DG and Zion that can like take my spot easily. Mm-hmm. So going there with a chip on my shoulder, knowing that we come in like Golden State, and I just want to be the best player I can be each day. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you, you lose Carson. Um. What's it like just just having a little bit of turnover in that room? You know he. Did seem like at least from the outside to be kind of like the leader of the group there. He w- he's most definitely leader of the pack. He still is. I still call him about time to time plays like uh, the wild wild wing sets I be seeing okay. and motions just to learn a little bit more things from him. But it, it's no different. Even last year, like we all in the room, we knew like Carson was that guy, and we knew he was one of the guys we wanted to like take control of. And one thing I learned from the coaches that have been coaching me before, uh, like B Mike, is I want to steal something from everybody in the room. So if I just keep taking and keep building on me, I could be in a better than everybody. What do you think you provide to the room? Energy. energy. Motor. Uh, I'm the type of guy, I bring my own energy. I run across the field. I, you make a play, I'm the first one to hug you. <laughs> the ball drops on the ground, I'm the first one to pick it up. So it just brings energy and effort to the room. Okay. Um, when you look at what happened last year when you were on the field, like what do you see on that tape that you like? What do you not like? I don't like my rushes. I'm okay. too timid. Um, huh. wasn't, wasn't real confident. Just the jitters things I do like my motor just running I like the fact that when I'm on the field and I make a play my teammates love it it yep. just turns them up because uh, I think they ran a, a stretch play to my side you know making a play 
QP end up having a big play, then Rob come back and get an interception. Just, just seeing the fact that my energy turns to good things on the field, even on special teams. So, yeah. With that pass rush timidness, is that like, do you, do you feel like you're overthinking? Like you're thinking like, I got to get my hand here, hand there, get around him. Is it is it what? Um, Last year wasn't, like, pass rush is, it's, it's an art. Like, yeah. people try to make pass rush so different. But no, it's, it's most definitely an art. And last year, just coming from the inside back of the room, going back to outside, yeah. and just coming from a two-point stand, it's kind of different. Yeah. It was kind of feeling weird. But I feel like this year I've been working on it a lot, and we most definitely rushing this year. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing is that, like, with the more 4-3 this year, I mean, for you, going from outside linebacker to inside linebacker to outside linebacker to, like, a little bit change your defensive scheme like that, it's another twist to it, too. Uh, no. To be honest, I feel confident in my role. Okay. Because uh, going from outside to inside, you go from looking at one side of the field to looking at the whole field. Yeah. And then moving you back so you're just looking at one side. So my eyes are way more cleaner. Like, oh. I know from looking in the middle field that I got my guard, and they're going to tell me my run pass key. I know at, at the end, now I got my tackle. If he yeah. stays on the line, it's a pass. If he drops down, I got to push. I got to give help to my guys so they can tease and rock over top so it's all about just knowing what you gotta do is being the smartest football player out there because at the end of the day everybody's talented it's all about who's the smartest that's the guys that get drafted obviously yeah <laughs> you, you like you you watch football like you hang out you're around the facilities like for a couple years you're gonna learn about football but is there anything else that you can do to try to pick up on more of that stuff and, and kind of get a step ahead learn um what i do is normally like it's something i start with my roommate blake is we get here at 6 30 in the morning every morning we up there we watching film with the coaches in the coaches meeting okay. taking notes go to our class come back get our treatment done then we go to the regular meetings and then we're staying after the watch tape so we always just trying to be we just want to be leaders and want to want to be lead guys so bad where we're just coming addicted to the game more and more and for me me being more addicted to the game is like it's like kind of making me crazy because like I, <laughs> i'm so ready for the first game and it's like all I've been doing is watching tape. I'm ready to go. And just the more and more I watch it, the better I feel like I'm getting. Are you excited for the spring game? Oh, most definitely. I'm excited for the spring game. But I'm more excited for the season because we got a great group of guys. And I just feel like we can show the world something. Yeah. I mean, you, you lose some pieces, though. Like, obviously, Carson and Nate. Then there's a few transfers, too. Like, is it a challenge? Is it, is it more of a challenge leadership-wise? Like trying to step up and do those sorts of things or football-wise just trying to patch those gaps? You know, I'm from the South, so I, the phrase next man up always comes to my head. And guys guys come and go and leave all the time. That's how business work. They're making the best business decisions for them. Not saying I am agree with it or disagree with it. I'm just happy for them, wishing the best. But over at CU, we, we don't care. We trying to play ball. And I would say something different, but you know, we, we just really <laughs> want to play ball over here. And we just want to show the world different. They say they got us at 12th in the Pac-12. It just lights a chip up on our shoulders. So each each practice, you see us practice, and we fighting and we yelling. We really feel it. <laughs> is that something that comes up? Like, do you guys talk about how like you pick twelfth, that sort of thing, or is that just we don't you care. know in the back of your head? We okay. don't care. We, we we don't we don't worry about that. We don't look at outside noise. We know the only people that believe in us is the guys in the building, and we just really striving great for that. With with all those defensive linemen coming back, like it seems like it's been that same group for a couple of years now. Like, what's it like getting a chance to play with them and behind them and all of that, just working together? A uh, big honor, Sammy, T Lane, guys that recruited me here. You know, okay. so getting a chance to rush with them for the first time ever, it's kind of different. Learning things from T Lane, like uh, when it backs away, you know, you got to loosen up a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, just knowing the tackles and different sets and stuff. He's a great teacher with that, and just Sammy knowing Sammy's gonna bull rush the mess out of the center and gonna set up the triangle for us and know the one-on-ones on the side is gonna be different so just knowing that just makes everything so much easier easier and just makes us so, so much better what's the chemistry like with the linebackers 
which which grew outside inside. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I hold them both. together. Hold them together. <laughs> I was with both of them, but uh, we are pretty much the same. We all know the goal. The goal is the Pac-12 championship. We all know that, and just we ha- we got leaders in the room like Joshka, Jamar, and Guy, and we got other leaders in the other room like QP, uh, Robert, and Mister. This makes us play so much better, and I just feel like we're really coming together as a team. And it's the first time I really seen this in a while. I have a really good feeling about it. When when you talk about yourself as a football addict, like when did that switch happen? Like, would you say when you got here, you were one? In high school, were you one? Like, I've always been one. Like, okay. I always been the type of guy. Like, I, I always need I need my coaching. Like, coach has always been on me. Like, my coach Miguel Patrick, that's at Ohio State now. He always been the type of guy that he never talked about the good things I did, only the bad things. And just coming here with Wilson, Wilson will make <laughs> you have a good rush, you'll get a sack, but you'll still get a minus because you get on. So just yeah. trying to be the best player you can be all day, every day. How's it been working with him? Best thing ever. Like, really? I really feel like I'm in the NFL. Like, I feel, because, like, he knows so many guys from the league, like Fletcher Cox, like, yeah. people Chris like Long, that. Chris like, Long, like, all those guys. Yeah, really, he won like, Super Bowl with all them. Like, that's the thing. Like, we're, talk, we're talking about a guy that not only won a Super Bowl, but he played in the Natty. He may have lost it against Miami, but it's okay. And came back and won it against Florida when they had Tebow and stuff like that. So, just knowing things like that about him, just coming in the room, just begging to learn from him. Yeah. Well, what are you seeing from the offense so far? Because there's a lot of changes going on there. I like it. Uh, I love the OC. Me and him, yeah. we joke and play all the time. See more wild, wild wing, off the ball wide, more shots down the field, run game getting better, pullers coming around more. Seeing the offense as a more physical team than I've seen before. Turns to more like a southern offense where yeah. they're more down the field, put it in your mouth, and then once we get to like that shot zone, we want to start shooting. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Um, uh, what's it like going against the same guys every day? Like, is that's the difference between like in the season you get like games where you get to see other opponents. It's got to get kind of gritty out there, right? It get it must definitely get hard because you can't do the same move because yeah. you know they they get coached great too. They know uh, the inside move coming, the speed rush coming. So just trying to switch up day to day. That's why uh, each day Coach Wilson has the P.O.E. thing, the points of emphasis, okay. and things I just go in there with, like, one day is to get off, next day is hands, next day is speed rush or the ghost move, and things like that just have you just work on different moves every day. So over a 15-day practice or 15-period practice, you can be like, hmm, well, I work this move and that move, that move. I got my signature and my counters. I'm yeah. ready to go into the game. I'm ready to fight. Do you feel like you're there as a pass rusher where you, where you know, like, if you were to go into a game tomorrow, you'd be like, this is the first move I pull out, then I'd, set, I'd set that, use that to set up this one. Go back and forth. I'm, I'm, I'm as humble as they can be, but I'm always going to say yes. I'm always ready to rush and just know that if we had a game tomorrow, me and Wilson would be in that room tonight working on that pass rush plan. <laughs> awesome. That's all I got for you. you Appreciate it, man. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, that man, a massive ball of energy. Um, Massive ball of energy. Like just in pure physical size as well. But uh, yeah, good to hear from him. Good to hear the excitement. A lot of these guys are really fired up. You can tell. Um, There's... Again, it's it's a step in the process. You get through spring ball, and all of a sudden, next up is the season. You know, then you get through the season. It's like okay, long time to the season. We still have to go through football school, then spring ball, then the summer workouts, and then those fall camp, and then football. We're what? I mean, I guess even calendar wise, we're halfway back. So December's off. January, February, March. So we're halfway through April. So four and a half months from the end of the season. Now the other half of April, May, June, July. August. So we're we're dead at the halfway point. I guess like a week ago was probably the halfway point between last season and next season, which is wild. It feels like that was just yesterday. But here we are. I'm excited. We've got a lot to talk about this offseason. 
We gotta. We're gonna go through position previews before camp. We're gonna talk about all the games that are on the way. I'm hoping to go back through all the games from last year, um, or at least kind of the big ones, the ones that are worth talking about. Whew. It's gonna be busy. It's gonna be really freaking busy, and I'm excited. We got one more big piece of information coming. That's on Saturday. Hopefully, I'll see you guys out there. It's gonna be a good time. I'll be up there. I'll have the Ryan's with me. Ryan Green's doing a vlog. Ryan Konigsberg is doing his thing watch the buffs uh and then we'll be live after so it should be a lot of fun i'm hyped up alvin is very hyped up i hope you are too we'll talk again friday night to preview this spring game